0: I'm gonna so need you not to freak out when you hear this, but I found you, girl. Yes, girl. (laughs) I love it when you tell them, play with your mama, not with me. You have blessed my life. My name is Raven Williamson. Thank you. Welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Fitton, everyone's favorite mind shift mentor, shifting your mindset in the big five areas, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally. Yep, that's me. You can find out more about me at KimberlyFitton.com. There's a bunch of free re... I was going to say there's a lot. There's a bunch of free reset tools, but really that is on the website, but resources for manifesting if it's your first time listening welcome to my side of the universe i'm really happy to be sharing space with you and this one may be a little bit too advanced you know we are four seasons in so you may want to start with season one Wherever you choose to start, perfectly up to you. I'm just really grateful that you found me, and I hope that you reach out and just say hi, I guess, you know. And you can me. email me at info at Follow me on all social media platforms. It's me, y'all. It's me. Hey. <laughs> Happy Friday to you, as promised. Uh, it's in and you're listening and maybe you're on your way to work. Maybe you are packing your bags to be jet setting for the love weekends, um, whatever that is, because I know y'all going to make sure every restaurant is packed between the love day and Super Bowl weekend. Like I'm just like sick up off it. um, And I want to like in this 17 seconds of gratitude because that's what we do because staying in gratitude just feels good. It's amazing. It's awesome, it keeps you tuned and tapped and turned on to the frequency of heaven. It keeps you in alignment it It creates a chemical change to you right where it puts everything back in balance. You just feel better. it regulates when you operate in gratitude. Kim is boring um no. Saying thank you isn't boring. It just really, literally, all you have to do is say thank you and you'll feel good. Don't believe me? Let's try it. 17 seconds. Let's go. Thank you. 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 Like, really, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. 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 you. Oh, as always, we always do more than 17 seconds because it just feels that good. And if you really wanted to be specific and thank him about, things you can do that too, um, whatever you're giving gratitude for, it's all good. I would like to give gratitude for the mind shift crew, Facebook group. Y'all are really making sure people celebrate love the right way. And today's episode is really about the love redo. Um, I talked about the last time, just my journey with love and really transparent with you guys. And thank you so much for holding space for me. Um, to be transparent. And I got so many messages from you guys saying, yeah, that's me. I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, again, further solidifying what I know to be true is that what we experience is not just for us. It's for others who need to know that they can make it too. So I want to tell you right now, I want to give a shout out to Tamara West and Idella Morgan for like really doing it up big for themselves for the love day. Single people don't have it easy. You have the holiday season where it can be tough to be alone and you can't get down on yourself. And then it's followed right by, you know, Valentine's day. And please like, I hope you're not the person saying Valentine's It's not, it's not the time for that. can i tell you guys a joke you guys okay can i can we just pause why doesn't jesus wear jewelry because he breaks every chain <laughs> <laughs> don't don't delete the podcast don't don't stop listening y'all <laughs> Don't unfollow me. Anyway, y'all are really doing it uh, big because, like, you're deciding to celebrate yourself and love on yourself. I don't acknowledge Valentine's Day. Well, now I do because I believe love should be celebrated every day. I just really do. But I want to let you in because this episode is about the love redo. And I'm going to have another transparent moment. Thank you guys for holding space. I want to give a trigger warning, though. I do want to give a trigger warning. If you are listening with your family, I know some of you guys like have children that listen. Um, we are talking about some topics today that you may not want them to listen to. All right. Just putting that out there. If you continue to listen, that's on you. I also want to give a disclaimer. I have to, these, this is just my experience. And if you so choose to, um, relate that's on you like I'm not judging anybody's choices I'm not doing any of that I'm literally just sharing my story so if you end up in my inbox talking that mess I'm probably gonna put you on front street be honest with you I'm probably gonna screenshot and I'm be like I told you stay up out my inbox with this mess no I'm not gonna do that but like just don't okay because I'm just gonna delete it and block you that's just what I do um So now that that's out of the way, hopefully you have pushed pause and like, okay, June, you got to leave the room. Susie, you got to leave the room. So this is why Valentine's Day and I have not like, I've not acknowledged Valentine's Day. I've been in plenty of relationships and guys, all the guys have always been like, um, yo, how much pressure you putting on Valentine's Day? And they think I'm lying when I say none at all. I, I mean that thing. I would actually forget that it's a holiday. If I wasn't a principal, I would. It I would. So I would tell them it's it's not. I'm not gonna put no pressure on you. We I don't celebrate it. And then they some of them really have a problem with it. Like what you mean you don't celebrate it? Like what's wrong with you? And I haven't really shared this story with any of them except for one person that I um was with because honestly, like I just haven't really felt that safe to share it. Um, especially before going through this process. So I want to remind you, this is what I love about manifestation. It has everything to do with clickbait, right? So the job you want, the promotion, the money, the relationship, the car, even the weight loss, whatever it is that you desire to manifest, that's really just the clickbait and you will manifest it. And then before long, you don't even realize how much your character and integrity has changed and developed and, you know, you're being, um, those weeds that have choked out the garden of your heart are being uprooted and you're learning to love more, forgive more, be understanding, walk in grace. And you're like, wait a minute, but I just wanted to manifest being a millionaire. And, and the divine is like, yeah, but I really wanted you to experience life and enjoy being a millionaire. I wanted you to experience life and enjoy sharing your story with others and being whole, being made well, making others well, letting my glory flow through you and giving you this wonderful life. I wanted to make sure you received your inheritance. And so that's the thing that has happened. So I no longer look at Valentine's Day the way I used to. I no longer look at love the way I used to. And now I still don't celebrate the actual day. But I do celebrate love. Like I go hard for love in February. um, And I go hard for love every day. And in February, I just think of like every day. Other ways to operate in love and receive love. And I make a game out of it. And it's really kind of cool. So anyway, my love redo. So Valentine's Day and I, this is why I used to, you know, couldn't stand for it. So I had an abortion at 16. There's the mic drop. There's a trigger warning. That's what the trigger warning is for. I had an abortion at 16. I got pregnant the first time I had sex. So I was dating this guy He was a freshman in college. And my mom really trusted him because I was like, I was totally a church girl. Um, Had never done nothing, been with nobody, nothing, right? Um, As you know, every 16 year old should pretty much, that should be expected, right? But this day and age, it was bad when I was 16. These kids, what they're dealing with now, y'all have no idea the things that I see, on my job, the things that your kids have to deal with. So keep them in prayer, yeah. Lift them, lift them up, affirm and decree and declare for them, yeah. For for real, like you have no idea, but the divine does. So meditate on meditate and see what He wants you to decree and declare over their lives. So anyway, that's a side note, but um and. So we had been dating for like maybe a year and Valentine's day came and I didn't get a perm till I was like maybe 18 and that was against my mom's, well, like she didn't want me to have no perm. So I was a little sneaky kid. So I got it when I was 18 and then of course you need a job to upkeep that maintenance. And so really it grew out again and you know, so I had natural hair. So my mom had pressed my hair. And we had gotten pictures at Olin Mill. Y'all remember Olin Mill? Like, it was, your relationship wasn't official until y'all had an Olin Mill picture. <laughs> so, he, like, made an appointment for Olin Mills, right? We got our Valentine's Day pictures and stuff. Like, we was really doing it. Like, I was in a for-real relationship, y'all. I thought I was really doing it. My hair was pressed. It was hanging down my back. And then that night, like... You know, he was like, what's good? And I was like, sure, let me give you this gift Call my virginity. Y'all, I understand how cliche it is right now. So we can just, you know, pause and reflect on that, you know. Um, definitely cliche. The only thing that would have been more cliche is like giving them my virginity for Christmas. But like, here's the best gift. Um, tis the season. Anyway, um, this is why I remember it. And I like, so when you don't have a perm and you have black hair, you know, your roots, when you sweat that, that mug, like, so I started to sweat out my hair and I just knew that my mom was going to know I was, that I did something I shouldn't do. Cause my hair was sweated out. Like, it was just so dumb. But what I remember from that night was it was like the worst sex I've ever had in my whole entire life. And um, at at 16, never having done anything before, I knew it was bad. It was painful. It was whack. And I really was upset with Suzanne Lucci because every episode of All My Children, I watched where she got it in and she got it in all the time you know, they would be kissing and in these throes of passion, like, oh, John, Mm -hmm. oh, Adam, Mm -hmm." and then, you know, it would fade to black on the screen and they cut to commercial break. And then when the commercial, when the show would come back, they'd be in bed in the sheets, you know, sex over, and she looking happy, smiling at old boy and professing her love and he's professing his love for her. So literally that's what I thought sex was. I didn't know about the act of it. And so like, as it's happened, I'm like, oh my God, this was not on the soap opera. Now, did we have sex education? Yeah, but you know, like I got ADD y'all. So I was not paying attention to not nothing that lady did in that class. I don't remember a diagram. I don't remember a slideshow. I don't remember the, I don't remember nothing. I'm just gonna be honest with you. So I was shocked appalled, and in pain. Well, I ended up getting pregnant. um, And I had an abortion. Um, I didn't... All I could think about was continuing to raise a child in poverty and that I couldn't do it. The other thing was Um, I would love to say that I will say this, we both made the choice, right? And that day that I got the, um, abortion, I went home exhausted, tired, in excruciating pain. Um, I will never forget it as long as I live. I will leave those details out. But he kept on trying to get me up to go out in the car. Hey, you forgot something. You forgot your coat in the car. You forgot your coat in the car. And I said, would you just like leave me alone? And my mom was like, why are you being so mean to him? You're so evil. My mom had no idea. if She knew. Ooh, y'all already know. So I walked out in the biggest amount of pain. Opened the back seat of the car and underneath my jacket was a dozen red roses. I was so pissed, you guys. Because I know that he meant well. But why are you buying me roses? Because you feel bad. This is nothing to celebrate. This doesn't make me feel better. I actually want my body back. I want that night from February 14th back. I just want all the things back. I want to be a child again. I want to remove this memory. Like, what is this? And so, to this day, I don't do red roses. And I stopped celebrating Valentine's Day because it was the memory. Like, there are certain things that I know for a fact. You know when you're pregnant. You know when you, you know the moment you conceive. And... I just couldn't like erase that memory. And so Valentine's day was a dub for me. Love was a dub for me. Right. So you already know a little bit of my history with love. And, um, I told everybody like that I would let the guys that I date know, up front, like some of them will be like, Hey, so if I were to buy you flowers, what's, what's your favorite flower? And I say, Tiger lilies or orchids, you can get me any color of rose except for red. Like, I, I don't like them. That's what I would say. I wouldn't share. Um, because it was triggering. And I just grew a disdain for it. Um, For Valentine's Day and for that, you know, like just being able to embrace it. There's also this idea that, okay, now there's fear because what you sow, you reap, right? God's going to get me back for this. God absolutely hates me. Probably can't stand me. Can't stand to look at me. Because you're not supposed to kill, right? Thou shalt not kill. And I remember listening to a sermon that was based off of the context of scripture Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And this instilled such a fear in me for God that I hid my face from him. Like I would pray, but. I would really in my mind say, I know that you're not hearing me. So let me just pray for these other people. And that way I don't have to disappoint you. Um, I thought, you know, because I, like I said, I've done a lot of sin in my life. So before my coming into consciousness of who God really is and how he feels about me, it was really one of the avoidant things, right? I was avoidantly detached to the Lord. Like, I love you and I think you love me, but I don't really think you love me because how could you love me? Because look what I've done. And when that scripture was preached, um, it was so out of context. It was ridiculously out of context. Like God never was going to get me back. God don't need get backs. He doesn't need get back. In the person of Jesus Christ, there is a love redo. Where every moment um, our idea of love has let us down, redemption of love is in him. We've never known unconditional love. I don't care what you say. Lie to yourself, not me. You have conditional love. Someone has disappointed you. You've had to pull away a little bit and you've loved them past it, but it wasn't without pause. And that pause is condition. Your child, my goddaughter, Ava loves me so much. She looks at me. I can do no wrong. And there've been times where she's been mad at me and has not spoken to me condition. So even love in its purest form, that's Ava. And that's my godson, Elias and Zeke. They still have their moments of condition. My mother, loves me i know she loves me and has her moments of condition because we're human most of us have never known unconditional love and when you get into this process this journey and really come into contact with just even an ounce of the love of the divine even the ounce is unconditional every facet of that love is unconditional look at the parable of the prodigal son even though the 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 son spends his inheritance and actually abases himself and eats with, you know, eats with swine, eats the leftovers from the pigs like the pigs get to eat before he gets to eat. And he's dirty, he's nasty, and he literally is the son of a king. Jesus is clear to to show the people that he. Not only is the father willing to accept the son again, but he's waiting with the signature crest of the family, the ring and the robe. Waiting and sees him from afar and runs to him. The minute we turn the direction, there's the father. That's unconditional love. And repentance, I thought I used to think repentance was um spewing out every one of your missteps and your sins, iniquities and transgressions. No. Repentance is turning away from the old thinking, the old way of life, the old decisions and turning toward the divine. I repent for thinking this way about you, about myself, about being mean to others, cruel to others, cruel to myself. Because I, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was going through. And now I turn toward you, the divine, so I can get a better understanding of who I am. O oh, divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. That was a portion of the prayer of St. Francis. And that literally is the process, right? That we experience these things to be reborn eternally. I'm not talking about dying and going to heaven, you guys. That's religious. That's legalistic. That's antiquated. Why, die? Why wait for death to see the divine when you can see the divine now? When you can ascend right now? Eternal life is the thought that a limitless shifting you shift your mind to limitlessness because you understand that there's nothing that can separate you from love and that's the love redo right so how did I get to a place where I allowed love to be redone for me and do away with it well first of all trauma bonds happen right so when I see red roses now like I'm not triggered I I honestly I'm gonna tell you something. Don't buy them for me though, because I believe they're real cliche. Like I don't care for it. I don't care for cliche. I'm an eyeball. My fashion sense is a little different. I like different stuff. I like to be different. And so, whereas everybody's getting red roses, send me some lilies. Send me some orchids. Send me some daffodils. Put a little thought into it. I love roses like different colors, like Sorman. I don't, I don't want what everybody gets. It didn't used to be that way. Now I, now I don't want red roses because of personal choices and preferences, right? Not because of past trauma. And I celebrate love every day. Now, including Valentine's day, because I understand that I'm in charge of changing my narrative and what I choose to remember and what I choose to believe. Getting over, and I, I want to be very conscious of the words that I choose, so let me redo that. Addressing my feelings about my decision to have an abortion really took years. When I had issues with childbearing, I thought it's because of my actions. When I had issues with getting pregnant, I thought it's because my actions. And I know, I just want to say, I know some of y'all like, but girl, you ain't never been married. I don't know how many times I got to tell y'all I did a lot of sinning. to die. You've been saved all your life, not me. I'm no virgin. I already covered that. I also said when I lost my virginity was the worst sex of my life. How do you think I know? Because I've had good sex. Now, those those people that say sinning felt awful, that ain't my story. Sinning felt good. You know, I had to be delivered. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I had to be delivered. You know. So we're family. So we're just going to be honest. We're going to keep it real. I really thought God was holding that against me. Um, And I thought that this would be a burden and a scar I would have to carry for the rest of my life. But love covers a multitude of piss poor decisions. This is the one thing I love about God, and it's really going to challenge your theology. And you guys know you're powerful to disagree, but this is one thing I love about him. From a theological perspective and even from an intimate perspective, and if you just were just using what the Bible said, right? Whatever version of the Bible you have and not the original text, you know, you're not cross-referencing Greek and Hebrew. God can't see sin. And he did it this way on purpose. So when he sent himself in the person of Jesus Christ, he stacked the deck in our favor so that by the sacrifice of his life, we would be covered by the blood, which literally, when you think about it, you know, those old time songs was like sin has left the crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. The, the dichotomy, this whole like thing where the blood that's red and whatever should stain anything, but instead it cleanses. So when it says that we are covered in the blood, it means we are clean. We are cleansed. So the shedding, right, the blood covenant that was created by christ's sacrifice made it so that god could then see us because god is all that is holy and all that is good so he cannot literally cannot be in the presence of our bad decision making also called sin iniquity and transgression he can't see it so that's why the enemy and i rarely mention him that's why the enemy would like to keep us in shame and guilt because when we feel guilty, when we feel ashamed, we do not go in his presence. We do not seek God. When really what we should do is sprint in that direction. Own our actions. Right? That's a repent. Turn away from and turn toward the love of the divine. When we do that, we are then covered again right we receive our robes of righteousness and we are seen we are known God does not get mad at us like it's just not true we do not make him upset I I remember when it was like somebody I I grew up hearing I'm not gonna say somebody because I know who said it when we sin we crucify Christ all over again that's not true It's not. And I know that it can be a little tough, you know, when we've been told certain things all of our lives. But it said when he left, he said, it is finished. What? <laughs> Those are literally words. It is finished. Everything I came to do, it's finished. Now it's up to you to receive who you are and to stay rooted and grounded in me. A love redo is what happened through Christ's sacrifice. And what I found is that when I embraced that love redo, I was free from the guilt and the shame that kept me from believing that my prayers mattered. That kept me That kept me believing the lies that I was insignificant and that God was up top and I was below. That I wasn't good enough that I was a wretch, unworthy to be loved. The love redo allowed me to understand that I am rooted in the vine and whatever I do succeeds because the glory rests within me. I am in him. He is in the father. Do I make mistakes? Absolutely. Do I say yes, 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 I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I no longer run away though. And there are ways to make less mistakes, right? Because what I found is my bad decisions are often spurred by feeling inadequate. Feeling like I'm not enough, feeling like I'm an imposter. Feeling like I'm not worthy of love. So then what I do, do things to prove that I am worthy of love and And how do I do that? By going to the last person who rejected me to see if I can change their mind, which makes me feel bad because then I take myself off the pedestal. I take myself out of the vine and I do away with the validation of the divine and seek for the validation of someone who has said that they don't want me. Because hurt is sometimes easier to embrace than love. And once that that pattern was pointed out to me, I was aware of it and I was aware of the chain reaction like the actions that happen when I feel a feeling and the negative spin cycle starts. Because of the love redo, I was able to have my eyes open to see the truth of the matter that it's not the red roses, it's it's my decisions and and the outcome of those decisions that are all behind me now. And I'm okay. One time in the future, right? We're going to have an in person event and we're going to get to have a conversation. We're going to get to look each other in the face. And we're going to have a very awesome heart to heart where I'm able to share stories of just how much I've messed up in life. Just how many mistakes I've made. And that I am a a walking testimony, a walking point of grace. It's a lot easier for me now, not to judge because I have been the one to offend. I have been the one that is hurt. I have been the one who has broken the heart of people. I have been the one that has torn them down. And this is why it is my joy to live the rest of my life building people up. I do not believe I am the sum total of my mistakes. I believe my story is ever evolving. I believe our story is ever evolving. The one thing that no one can ever change my mind about now is the fact that I know that I am desperately, wonderfully, amazingly loved. I can see my past mistakes. I can see where the root of them, the root of where they came from, and I can grow. And what I've learned is I've constructed tools that has helped hundreds of people based upon my mistakes. So I am of the, I am the school of thought. I am of the school of thought that if I never made the mistake, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't know the divine the way I know. And I wouldn't be able to celebrate love in the way that I celebrate love today. So I really look forward to celebrating love as I do every day, but with a little extra oomph this Valentine's Day. Do I have a Valentine's? No, I don't. Um, And I love myself and I love my friends. So I'm going to love on them and I am going to embrace where I'm at in this moment. And that's what I suggest for you all. Embrace where you're at in this moment. Love where you're at this moment. Love who you are in this moment. Don't think another negative thought about all the progress that you have to make still and all the things that you haven't done and all the ways that you you haven't finished, you know, why you procrastinate. Don't do that. Don't. Love where you are right now because as you love where you are right now, the opportunities, the doors are opening right now. As you are loving where you're at, the dominoes are falling windows opening blessings pouring out your love right your relationship right around the corner like it's there it's there i have one more thought for you as i round this out right um in my single journey i realized something that right now today in this moment i could be married if i wanted to i could pick up the phone and call at least three people. And I can guarantee y'all. I promise y'all. I could be married next month. I could be with one of them that I call. I could be married tomorrow. If they could get, We could make it work. I'd be married tomorrow. And the other. Give them about four months. They they like to at least have a little planning time. Like. I've had. Like I. It's not that nobody. I guess I'm trying to say. There's a lie that we tell ourselves. That no one wants us. But the truth is. That what we want is worth waiting for. We know when it's right. We know, we know. And so until that person appears, love where you're at. Love where you're at. So don't succumb to the lie of nobody wants you and you can't get married. And I know some of you are like, but Kim, it's not like them. Yes. Yes. You have someone right now that you, you could probably check your DMs, check your messages. You done told them, please don't ever call me. It ain't never going to be you. It is never going to be you. We could be the last two people on the planet. It ain't going to be you. Or you told God, look, look, I know I pray for somebody, but this is not it. Could you please give me someone without the list? Um, So, you know what I mean? Like you you've decided to be selective and that's your right. Now take joy in the selectivity. Make that word up. (laughs) Take joy in the stance that you've taken. And and just love it. Just love where you are and give thanks for your perfect mate. Not someone who's perfect, but someone who's perfect for you. And they are on their way. I'm so excited. I really do sense that I'm gonna say like I would honestly i'm gonna i really do sense that my time is is really coming like it's really near and it's gonna happen so quickly and I just want to share a testimony with you guys of a of a friend of mine we're actually um sisters in ministry and so we're family we last year we did a consecration where we, I can't share the details of it, but we really were focused on certain things. We, we, we really were believing God for certain things. Right. And so, I mean, so many miraculous things happened. Um, this was this time last year, January, like it was like 90 days, um, that we were focused on, on these things. And so a lot of wonderful things happened to my other sisters and ministry in the group. I want to share her testimony because this just blessed my whole entire socks off. This, first of all, he's fine. I'm going to give it to her. He's super fine. I don't want him. He's super fine, though. He is super fine. I'm a type, super fine. He told the story on his social media. He DM'd her like in October. It's something ridiculous. Like he wasn't even... He DM'd her, I I'm probably got the month wrong, maybe give him like six months on top of it. He DM'd her and was like they they were corresponding back and forth, right? Social media and then they had a couple phone calls and the phone calls like lasted hours. And he said on his story, I knew after the first phone call I was talking to my wife. He made plans to fly from the East Coast to where she was in the Midwest and go out on a date with her. He flew in for a date. After that date, he then called his family and said, "Yo, this is it. She's it." This is his words, not even hers. All like 2 days or a day before her birthday, which is just like last week or maybe 2 weeks, I might be a little off. He surprised her with a proposal. But after he flew her all over the country, they've been vacationing, all of that God-fearing man, everything she prayed for. She was everything he prayed for and believed God for. He, when I tell you it's clear that man loves her. And it's not because it's on social media. It's just like, I know her standards. I know she didn't compromise. I know like that's a good woman and that's a good man. I say all that to say this, if it can happen in less than a year for someone. And for those of you who are just like, that's not true love, whatever. Listen, 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 listen. Don't listen to this podcast because remember, we believe we can fly. We believe in the most amazing things, and I do believe that they're whirlwind romances. I know plenty of them where people are still married 29 years later. Your perfect love is on its way to you. That's their perfect love. it works, and just let let you know it time your what you're waiting to be manifested knows no concept of time. It could happen tomorrow. I want to leave you with that little bit of faith. I really do sense that it's on its way happening for me now and I cannot wait. I'm super excited even just even just at the mention of it, um, but I'm not consumed with it. And so I'm going to keep on living this life and loving where I'm at. And I suggest that for you too. Guys, I love you. I love you. Happy love day to you. I hope you love on yourself. Love on your partners. Just shower all your people with love. Shower yourself with love. Your world is amazing. You are amazing and people's lives are made better because of you and the changes you're allowing to happen in this journey. I'm Kimberly Fenton, everybody's favorite mind shift mentor. And can I ask you guys one last thing? Like we hit 30.3 thousand. Yeah. And listens. But, and on um, Spotify and like Apple podcasts, I got like five reviews. Come on now y'all. Come on now, y'all. Yesterday, there was like a thousand listens to like two episodes from like season one. List. I know y'all listening. I know you're listening multiple times. Consider leaving a review. Just, you know, five star, four star. Like if you going to put a one star in there, don't do that. Don't be petty like that. <laughs> Consider leaving a review, you guys. Love you so much and have an amazing weekend.